0: I've given to Democrats. I've given to Hillary. I've, I've given to everybody. Because when I want something, I get it. When I call, they kiss my ass.
1: Yes, they do. Yes,
2: they well, I do. I came tonight. I got the feeling something right. No, it ain't. I'm so scared in case
1: I fall off my chair. And I'm wondering how I'll get down the stairs. Clowns to the left of me jokers to the right
2: here i am stuck in the middle with you yep yes i'm stuck in the
1: middle i am from pacifica radio in los angeles this is the broadcast as heard on kpfk 90.7 fm in la 98.7 fm in santa barbara 93.7 fm in san diego 99.5 fm in ridgecrest and china lake california On 91.7 FM KYAQ on the Central Coast in Oregon and 106.7 FM KSO in Cottage Grove. In Lancaster, Pennsylvania, on 93 FM WLRI News Radio, on 88.5 FM KAKU, the voice of Maui. On WGRN, 94.1 FM in Columbus, Ohio, oh, Ohio, 102.9 FM WLPP in Palinville, New York, and, of course, uh, Minneapolis, St. Paul's AM950, KTNF, the progressive voice of Minnesota, and coast to coast and around the globe, streaming on the Progressive Voices channel, Netroots Radio, Indie Media Weekly, FYI Nation, NicoleSandler.com, Radio Free Brooklyn, GDPR Nashville, uh, oh, actually GDPR Revolution 99 now, Detour Talk, Radio Monterey, and Radio Sputnik, Blanketing Planet Earth. Five days a week, I'm Brad Friedman, your friendly citizen investigative blogger, journalist, troublemaker, muckraker, and all-around swell fellow says me. From bradblog.com, thank you for joining us today today. Once again, for another thrilling, action-packed adventure, or at least I suspect it will be. Uh, Joining us momentarily, not momentarily, joining us a little bit later will be the delightful Desi Doyen with her uh, latest Green News report. uh, As the Obama administration has stepped in to temporarily halt Dakota Access Pipeline construction, Uh, why the oil industry is pushing for more pipelines. Oh, here's one that uh, our folks here in California will appreciate. Judge rules against a plan to open millions of acres of public lands to fracking in California. And yes, August 2016 was the hottest month ever recorded on planet Earth. So that is ahead. Perhaps some of your calls, if we can get to them at 818-985-5735, our phone number. I am live in the uh, Pacifica Radio Studios today, 818-985-KPFK. But before all of that, I've got a guest momentarily coming up, and it's all related to this. Oh, this is fun. (laughs) Just released today, a new Bloomberg poll shows Donald Trump now leading Hillary Clinton, oh, brother, by, let's see, um, uh, five points, five points. In the state of Ohio, in a two-way race among likely voters, not among registered voters, but amongst the smaller group of likely voters in the critical battleground state of Ohio. And uh, also uh, leads by five points among Ohio likely voters when third-party candidates are included as well in Ohio, according to Bloomberg Politics. This poll was taken uh, from last Friday to this past Monday. As Clinton was uh, facing a backlash for uh, her comments about uh, her accurate comments about Trump's basket of deplorables. And uh, amid the uh, concerns about her health after being seen to stumble as she left the uh, in, uh, Sep- September 11th ceremony with a bout of pneumonia, and after months of frankly terrible and misleading reporting about her use of a private email account as Secretary of State and about the Clinton's uh, charitable foundation, just terrible and misleading reporting. While I'm all in favor of that uh, reporting, Uh, It hasn't been good reporting. In any event, uh, Bloomberg notes uh, the pollster who uh, led the uh, the Iowa based firm Seltzer and Company, who oversaw the survey, said that uh, our party breakdown differs from other polls, but resembles what happened in Ohio in 2004. Man, do I hate hearing that. It is very difficult to say, she said, uh, who will and who will not show up to vote. In other words, who are likely voters on Election Day? So much of this is guesswork. But their polls suggest Republicans, more Republicans rather than Democrats, would do that in Ohio if the election were held today. And a uh, gentle reminder here that Ohio has backed the winning presidential candidate in every election since 1964. CNN uh, also has a new poll out today showing pretty much the same thing. Eight weeks to go before Election Day, and among likely voters in Ohio, Trump now stands at uh, 46 to Clinton's 41. That's a four-point lead that Donald Trump Trump now has in Ohio— Uh, with 8% in Ohio supporting Libertarian Gary Johnson, 2% supporting Green Party nominee Jill Stein, and in Florida, voters are now split, uh, sort of. (laughs) Trump is leading in Florida as well, according to CNN's poll, by three points, 47 to 44. So he's ahead by four points in Ohio. Trump is ahead by three points in Florida, Uh, And in uh, that uh, Florida poll, uh, 6% are going for Gary Johnson, 1% are backing Jill Stein. So with the polls now suggesting a narrowing at the very least between Clinton and Trump and many of those polls citing plummeting trust amongst the electorate for Hillary Clinton in the wake of what we've reported in detail on the broadcast on this program uh, as some, you know, pretty terrible reporting, frankly. And what seems to be a dearth of coverage in anywhere near the same depth and tenacity concerning what appears to be a litany of wrongdoing concerning Donald Trump's various business dealings, such as his Trump University, his Trump Institute, scams, evidence that his modeling agency instructed uh, international models to to lie about their immigration status to U.S. custom officials. What? You didn't know about that? No, you didn't. Because Mother Jones covered it, nobody else did. Um, Evidence that he failed to pay uh, many contractors over the years at all, and some very clear and even admitted crimes. In the case of at least one illegal payment of $25,000 made by his supposed charitable organization to the political group supporting Florida's top law enforcement official, Attorney General Pam Bondi. This, according uh, now to the Good Government Group, Citizens for Ethics and Responsibility in Washington, or CREW, which has now filed, as of yesterday, a criminal bribery complaint against Trump and Bondi. According to a press release sent out by CREW last night, Donald Trump and Pam Bondi. Appeared to have committed a federal crime relating to an apparent bribe solicited by the Florida Attorney General and paid by Trump and the Trump Foundation, according to the criminal complaint filed on Tuesday by Citizens for Responsibility and Ethics in Washington, or CREW. The complaint also calls for an investigation into whether the Trump Foundation broke federal criminal law by making numerous false reports to the IRS on its tax forms. A few weeks before a newspaper reported that her office was considering joining a lawsuit against Trump University, Bondi personally solicited a campaign contribution from Trump, which her political committee received four days after the news was published. A month later, her office told newspapers it would not be taking action, not be taking legal action against Trump or Trump University. Quote, the bribery of an elected official is the ultimate betrayal of the public's trust, and the facts strongly suggest that happened here, says Crew Executive Director Noah Bookbinder. He went on to say it will be shocking and disheartening if it turns out that Florida's highest law enforcement official did indeed put her office up for sale and that Mr. Trump so readily paid for it. Cruz's 13-page criminal complaint was sent yesterday to both the U.S. attorney in the uh, Northern District of Florida and the chief of the Public Integrity Section of the U.S. Department of Justice. Joining us now on the broadcast to talk about it is... Noah Bookbinder, he is the uh, executive director, Crew's executive director, since last year. Prior to joining Crew, he served as director of the Office of Legislative and Public Affairs at the U.S. Uh, United States Sentencing Commission, where he helped guide the commission to important policy decisions, including its historic 2014 action to reduce sentences for most federal drug offenders. Uh, Noah Bookbinder, welcome to the broadcast, sir.
0: Great
1: to be here. Great to have you here. We we used to have, we had uh, former crew executive director Melanie Sloan on our show many times over the years, but it's our first time, I believe, having you. So I uh, really appreciate you joining us today. Um, yeah. W- w- what does it mean? Let me start. I got so much to ask you on this, uh, Noah, <laughs> and I think it's largely because there has been just so little coverage of it in truth, and certainly compared to the coverage of uh, Clinton's alleged crimes. I don't even know what to call them. But uh, there has been so little coverage. I got so much to ask. So let me start here. What does it mean for a non-governmental organization like you, like Crew? You're not the police. You're not the local prosecutor. What does it mean uh, when a group like you files a criminal complaint? Is there any legally uh, binding obligations by officials to take up that complaint in any way?
0: Uh, there's there's no legally binding obligation. Uh, what there is is essentially uh, an organization uh, like CREW saying we have found evidence that a crime may have been committed. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are asking you to mm-hmm. investigate, um, and at that point, um, the, the 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 power of that uh, really comes from both our track record mm-hmm. as an organization that um, that has a, a history at this point uh, for over a decade yep. of uh calling attention to problems that really exist and that have been uh that government agencies have looked into and have found to be backed up by the facts mm-hmm. uh and then it it also depends on 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 the case that we make and so we're very careful as we did in this case you know we d- we don't send over uh two paragraph uh letters saying you know we think there might be a problem we we really document uh a whole host of evidence pointing out uh, why we think there is at least a, a good possibility of um, illegal conduct uh, and, and, and you know, trying to make as persuasive a case as possible for uh, the government to... to... Take that up and and uh, and see where the evidence leads them.
1: And so let's uh, let, let's review that. And I, I think this is necessary because this has been, in my opinion, so underreported. But let's very quickly review the main timeline of the facts here of the central concerns, uh, because they seem, on their face at least, quite damning. If I understand them correctly, then we can dig into some of the specifics here. But what is the sure. the, the 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 timeline of the the, the central facts? In, in concern in your criminal complaint that you uh, filed yesterday?
0: Sure. Um, well, it starts in um, August of 2013 mm-hmm. uh, when uh, it's publicly announced that the attorney general for the state of New York um, is taking legal action against Trump University and, and related entities uh, that uh, are alleged to have uh, essentially, defrauded people to have said that uh, they're going to provide services that they don't actually provide. They charge people thousands of dollars, and you had a lot of very unhappy people around the country saying they had paid a lot of money, they hadn't gotten anything valuable for the money, uh, and, and this ought to be investigated. So that's in August. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, August 2013, right? That's right. Okay.
0: Um, somewhere around that time, mm-hmm. um, Pam Bondi, uh, the Attorney General of Florida, has said that she personally uh, called Donald Trump or, or in some way communicated with Donald Trump and asked him for a political contribution. Um, uh, in early September mm-hmm. of, uh, uh, of 2013, uh, n- reporters in Florida, particularly the Orlando Sentinel, uh, start reaching out to Bondi's office and asking if uh, the, the office in Florida is going to join that New York lawsuit. Um, and they actually published an article on September 13th uh, of 2013 saying that Bondi's office said that, yes, they're reviewing the lawsuit and deciding whether they should, uh, they should join or, ta- or take any kind of action. Um, four days later, uh, the, this check arrives from the Trump Foundation, uh, to uh, this group called And Justice for All, which is a uh, political organization um, in Florida that is backing Pam Bondi. Um, And
1: four four days after she had publicly said, we may uh, join this uh, lawsuit in New York against Donald Trump, four days later, a $25,000 check shows up from Donald Trump's charitable foundation.
0: That's right. That's right. Now, at least at the very least, somebody from her office said, uh, we're thinking of of joining this lawsuit. And uh, if it works like the the kinds of offices that that I've worked in at times with elected officials, uh, they tend to know when people write about them in their office. That's Mm -hmm. that's um, uh, you know, they get they get stacks of clips uh, every morning. They they know what people are saying. Um, So four days later, this check arrives. Uh, by October of 2013, um, the office of, of uh, the attorney general is saying to a number of different reporters that uh, that they're not joining a lawsuit, they're not investigating, uh, that uh, essentially the New York attorney general can take care of it, um, and so. You have right there a timeline mm-hmm. uh, that is—it's a sort of tight timeline that you don't see very often, where the money comes in. Uh, there is uh, the money comes in at a time when clearly a decision appears to be being discussed and, and being made, and right afterwards you see a decision that benefits. Uh, the person who paid the money. Uh, and that's that's highly problematic.
1: And, and then not long after all of that, there was a fundraiser. Am I correct? It was held at Mar-a-Lago, which is Donald Trump's. Uh, one of his his golf clubs down there in Florida, very expensive uh, place. He held a lot of his uh, primary night uh, victory uh, announcements there at Mar-a-Lago uh, and Bondi's group was charged just less than $5,000 for the use of the club, according to your complaint. That, you say, is below market rate. Uh, w- would that be illegal as well if he uh, gave her the use of this club uh, for less than the the market rate on uh, for its use? And what was the going rate for Trump's Mar- Mar-a-Lago at the time? Any idea?
0: Uh, you know, it's, it's, all, it's very hard to tell. They're, the Trump Organization is not very forthcoming with, uh, uh, with information. Um, but we certainly know that there were private events. Uh, it's been reported that there were private events that paid well over $100,000 for using that, um, uh, that space. Uh, and, and so, uh, you know, under $5,000 seems like an order of magnitude uh, less than what, other people were paying. Um, so it's not, um, it, it's not illegal uh, for the, uh, the for, for the Trump organization to give uh, somebody the space at a reduced rate mm-hmm. uh, for, for a fundraiser in and of itself. But if that is a reward, if that's saying, hey, thanks for uh, backing off of looking at Trump University, um, that, beca- that that is illegal. Mm-hmm. That starts to look like uh, bribery or, or an Ill- illegal gratuity, um, and and particularly when it's combined with that campaign contribution, um, starts to look pretty bad. And this came uh, about five months after uh, um, the the. the um, decision would have been made. Um, So that's also something that we think really needs to be uh, given a hard look.
1: Now, uh, uh, Donald Trump ended up paying a penalty to the IRS based in no small part on uh, your complaint, on Cruz's complaint, in, uh, I guess it was March of of this year, correct? Uh, March 2016, your complaint to the IRS?
0: That's right. And what what we found um, in March, which in some ways started this whole conversation along mm-hmm. with uh, you know our it was our discovery along with uh, good reporting by a few dogged reporters who have been mm-hmm. uh, interested in this issue um, we found that uh, this payment uh, to, uh, to to this political organization supporting Attorney General Bondi came not from Donald Trump personally but from uh, the Trump Foundation which is his uh, charitable family foundation, uh, a charitable foundation. Even though
1: this is, was on the radio, Noah, I heard the air quotes when you said his charitable foundation, but, <laughs> g- but go ahead. Uh,
0: go ahead. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. I, the, so a charitable foundation <laughs> yes. uh, is uh, is taxed, it's tax exempt. Right. Um, it, it gets a lot of protection from the government, and one of the requirements for that, um, is that it can't give political contributions. It can't do any political work, because if if it did, uh, essentially the taxpayer would be subsidizing um, political contributions. So that's, that's a flat ban. There's no, you know, you don't have to have, a, uh, prove any kind of intent or anything like that. They just can't do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but they did, uh, and we pointed that out, and it was, uh, widely reported. Um, and the Trump organization actually, in a, a very rare instance, admitted that they had done something they shouldn't have done. Uh, they admitted that that the foundation shouldn't have made this payment. Uh, and that's what they ended up paying a penalty to the IRS for.
1: And it was uh, like a $2,500 penalty. And then I guess uh, D- Donald Trump ended up reimbursing the foundation for what was an illegal uh, contribute—is that a correct way to say it? this was an illegal contribution for the uh, Trump Charitable Foundation in air quotes uh, to to give to this uh, political organization, to Pam Bondi's political organization? That's just illegal, correct?
0: It's absolutely an an illegal contribution. Uh, uh, that is unquestionably true. Um, yeah. But the their their issues don't certainly don't end there, and mm-hmm. before we even get to the Bribery point. Uh, there's the fact that they appear to have uh, to have lied about this contribution on the foundation's tax uh, tax returns. Mm-hmm. Um, they say it was a, a series of errors, um, but th- th- their account of what happened is a little bit hard to believe. <laughs> and certainly, um, certainly, you would think at least uh, authorities ought to be looking at it. Um, Mm -hmm. So what they said in their tax returns is, first of all, they said they didn't make any political contributions that year. Uh, They didn't uh, participate in any political activity or support any organizations that were political organizations. Um, But they did list the $25,000 contribution. um, Instead of listing it to and Justice for All, which in in Florida, uh, which is uh, Pam Bondi's group, They instead listed the contribution going to this group called Justice for All, which was based in Kansas Mm -hmm. and was a legitimate nonprofit organization that the foundation legally could have given to.
1: And I in reading your complaint on this, it was kind of amazing. And yes, the ironically uh, named group and Justice for all was was founded by Pam Bondi in Florida. There's another charitable group you uh, describe called also called and Justice for All in Utah. but the Trump Foundation listed neither of those groups on their tax returns. instead they listed the one called just, Justice for all in Kansas, and yet somehow they managed to send the money to the correct group down in Florida. Uh, do, do we know if it was the same person who who uh, sent the money to Florida who also listed it on the on the uh, the, the, the tax returns at this point? Uh,
0: we don't know that. Uh, the The workings over there are somewhat mysterious. Mm-hmm. Um, they say it was different people. It was you know their. Their accounts payable department uh, screwed up and sent the check from the foundation instead of from Trump personally. And then their accountants separately made a different mistake. Um, the Utah group is, is, is interesting, though, because they claim that the reason the check came from the foundation rather than from uh, Trump personally is because uh, an order went down to uh, Trump's accounts payable department uh, to... Send twenty five thousand dollars to a group called And Justice for All. Uh, they claimed that uh, they didn't know what that was, so they looked in this book they have of no- nonprofits. They found that there is a Utah nonprofit um, co- called And Justice for All, and therefore they thought it would be okay to send the money from the foundation. But of course, as you said, the money didn't. Didn't go to Utah. It went to Florida, um, and so it doesn't. That explanation doesn't really make sense. And then when they you have their their explanation that they just screwed up by accident and instead listed a third group on their tax returns, it's it's a little hard to imagine how all of these mistakes could have innocently happened, and yet the money itself went where it was supposed to go.
1: Yeah, that's what I was trying to figure out in reading your complaint. Their explanations don't seem to make a lot of sense, and it seems like there's a few, if anybody, uh, in the media actually pressing them on this, certainly not the way I believe, at least, they would be uh, pressing, uh, appropriately, uh, pressing uh, the Clinton campaign, if anything, even remotely like this. Uh, Something that appears to be a a direct payoff and uh, is certainly illegal in that he's admitted it in, uh, in paying this fine to the IRS. Um, You know, uh, there has just been so little uh, pressing of the uh, Trump campaign about this. Noah Bookbinder, let me take a a quick break because there's a lot more I want to ask you here. Obviously, we haven't even gotten into the bribery aspects of this. So let's take a quick break here and we'll come back with Noah Bookbinder of the Citizens for Responsibility and Ethics in Washington on the criminal complaint now filed against Republican presidential candidate Donald Trump uh, and uh, and the Florida Attorney General Pam Bondi uh, is an amazing story. Needs more coverage. We're trying to do what we can. I'm Brad Friedman, uh, and this is your broadcast. Don't go away. <laughs> Back to the Bradcast. Brad Friedman from Bradblog.com. Donald Trump is, uh, may be fighting the law, is fighting the law actually, when it comes to his uh, Trump University, uh, which is uh, facing civil, civil fraud complaints brought by the Attorney General of New York. In the meantime, he seems to have gotten a bit of a pass by the uh, Attorney General of Florida, to whom he illegally. Gave $25,000 at the very least and maybe more. I'm speaking with the Noah Bookbinder, executive director of CREW, the Citizens for Responsibility and Ethics in Washington, about the criminal complaint that CREW has now filed with the Department of Justice uh, charging criminal bribery in this matter between Donald Trump and Attorney, Florida Attorney General Pam Bondi. Okay, uh, Noah... Uh, we, we've gone through the, uh, the the background here, the complaint you filed in March with the IRS that resulted in his uh, Trump's admission that he did break the law in uh, having his charitable foundation give $25,000 to Pam Bondi's Political Action Committee. Uh, this new complaint, however, this criminal complaint you filed yesterday— Uh, goes above and beyond that. How does this new complaint uh, go beyond those those original uh, uh, complaints against his uh, actions with the IRS? Uh,
0: Well, what we're saying here is uh, that not only was this uh, a a contribution that... Uh, came from the wrong. that that was an abuse of a nonprofit because it came from the wrong kind of organization that's not supposed to be involved in politics mm-hmm. not only uh... do they appear to have uh... lied about the contribution potentially to try to hide that they had done it in this this illegal way um, but that there, there really might be um, uh... there's a lot of evidence here that suggests that there's something going on here that looks a whole lot like classic corruption that you had um, uh a government official who was making a decision that affected Donald Trump and his, uh, and his businesses. Um, and you had uh, a, a very clear thing of value. That's the, the technical term. You had essentially money. You had mm-hmm. to, uh, uh, campaign money uh, and, and maybe also this uh, discount use of uh, the Mar-a-Lago uh, resort. Um, that's a benefit that goes to... Um, to the attorney general of florida and then suddenly she makes the decision that that is helpful to to trump and his businesses um, we don't know what the decision making was in the florida attorney general's office we we have uh... used open records laws we are it, to to get documents we we are pushing as hard as we can we've gotten Uh, evidence that that there was certainly discussion about what they should say in public, um, but we don't ultimately know how the decision was made. Um, But if that decision-making had anything to do with that money uh, from Trump, uh, that starts to really look like a bribe. And that's why we're saying uh, folks who can actually um, require People in the attorney general's office, people in the Trump organization to uh, produce documents and to answer questions need to do that. Uh, they need to figure out um, exactly what happened, uh, because until they do that, all we have is the, the evidence that we do have of this timeline uh, looks really bad, yeah. especially when you combine it with the kinds of statements that Donald Trump has mm-hmm. regularly made about how he operates, that he gives public officials money and then they do what he wants them to do. Right. Um, if he did that here, that that starts to look like a crime.
1: Well, it starts to look like a crime. I would agree with you. And we played it, you know, at the top of the show, uh, Donald Trump saying that he, you know, gives money to Democrats, to Republicans, and he, years later he calls them, asks for a favor, and they're, they're quote, they kiss his ass when he calls. Uh, it's unclear yet if that happened here. But even though it looks like a crime, given the U.S. Supreme Court's recent gutting of you know bribery laws and the and the definition of what public corruption by public officials actually means this coming uh, just a few days after the the supreme court uh, well recently this year the supreme's vacated Virginia governor former Virginia governor uh, Bob McDonald's bribery conviction in which he and his famous family received hundreds of thousands of dollars in cash and gifts from a businessman looking for favors from the government. Uh, There's a real question now about what actually constitutes uh, the crime of bribery and what corruption is. It seems like the Supreme Court has redefined what you and I and everyone else may have thought was corruption and bribery before. So, Uh, Is there a concern about this case, that this may now not fall under the U.S. uh, Supreme Court's definition of what bribery actually is?
0: Uh, Well, we were uh, extremely disappointed in the Supreme Court's decision in the McDonald case. Uh, That looked to me... I I, I got my start in in Washington as a corruption prosecutor. Uh I brought these kinds of cases. Uh, That looked to me... Uh, like a clear uh, criminal corruption case, a yeah. clear, clear uh, instance of bribery, um, and I think there is certainly concern that federal prosecutors are going to be more timid in the kinds of cases they bring um, after that. Uh, after that decision, that said, though, um, the 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 question in the McDonald case was, uh, what does the official have to do to to uh, to have? to constitute an official act, the thing that, that mm-hmm. they're taking payment from. Right. And the Supreme Court felt like uh, Governor McDonald hadn't done enough of those, those kinds of things. And I, I disagree with that. But if you look at this Trump-Bondi uh, situation, uh, Attorney General Bondi's office made a decision not to uh, take legal action um, in, an, uh, in a case that mm-hmm. um, that affected... Donald Trump's businesses. Uh, it's hard for me to imagine that any court, even even this Supreme Court, which doesn't seem to have very high regard for corruption cases, uh, wouldn't see that as an official act. Uh, so it, it it seems pretty clear to me that if a uh, if the Department of Justice looked at this and found that there. there was a connection that they could prove between that twenty-five thousand dollars and uh, the decision not to not to take legal action against Trump University, the the link that looks pretty apparent to all of us, but we don't have the proof. If they can find that proof. Um, I, I think that is still very clearly a bribe.
1: Bondi herself, and remember, she's the top law enforcement official in the state of Florida. She established and, and ran this political committee in question, according to uh, Cruz's complaint. Is it possible? Is it even possible? Is it even imaginable that she would not have... Uh, that she would not have known about this $25,000 donation, whether it was illegal or not. Is it possible she didn't wouldn't have even known about it uh, coming from Trump's group? And I guess uh, separately... Um, that the AG's office merely decided, they looked at the, the complaints against Trump University and they decided on their own, completely separately from all of this, uh, that uh, all of the complaints they were getting from Florida residents about Trump University were simply not merited. I mean, it, it, does, is, there, is there wiggle room here? Because the way you paint this timeline, uh, Noah Bookbinder, it, it does look at least pretty
0: damning. Uh, well, Attorney General Bondi has said publicly that she personally asked Donald Trump for that money, um, particularly given that it is hard to imagine a scenario where she didn 't know that that money came in um, that that 's uh, just truly uh, hard to imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, the florida attorney general 's office has argued that the decision on what to do with regard to trump university um, was made exclusively by, uh, lower level employees that attorney general Bondi had nothing to do with that, that, um, uh, they simply said sort of essentially New York is taking care of it. We don't need to worry about it. Um, that part of it is, is, uh, we don't have the proof that that's not what happened, mm-hmm. um, yet. I mean, we, we don't have all the information, um, but it, uh, it, because the press reported that the office was considering uh, joining the New York lawsuit, and because the press subsequently reported that the Office of the Attorney General uh, wasn't going to be doing anything, um, at the very least, it's hard to imagine that Pam Bondi didn't see those press reports and know that the office was, um, mm-hmm. w- was making a decision there. And it's hard to imagine a a, a, a prosecutor, a law enforcement officer, uh, knowing that her office was uh, making a major decision um, that affected Donald Trump and knowing that she had just taken a whole lot of money from Donald Trump and letting that stand, um, even if she wasn 't directly involved uh, in in the decision making because mm-hmm. that at the very least you know if you 're looking at things in the most positive way to her it 's a massive conflict of interest um, it, so it, it it's just uh hard to imagine that she didn't she wasn't at least aware of it um and it's very possible that she was directly involved in the decision making uh, that's what investigators need to need to find out.
1: They certainly do. You note that uh, a crew notes in the in the criminal complaint that soliciting or accepting a bribe is a crime punishable by up to ten years in prison. That would be uh, and, and that this would that would be on uh, Bondi's part, and that knowingly and willfully making false, fictitious, or fraudulent statements on tax returns is punishable by up to five years in prison. So are both of these uh, both of those Complaints, I guess, to the briber and the bribee, the alleged briber and alleged bribee, uh, part of the uh, the criminal complaint here. Is this something that the DOJ uh, will now look at and decide to either not take uh, to take up or not take up? Uh,
0: that's right. I mean, the, the so the bribery piece would affect both uh, Donald Trump and the the Trump Foundation and uh, Attorney General Pam Bondi. The False statements on the tax returns part. That's just on the Trump side. Mm-hmm. Um, that's Donald Trump and the Trump Foundation um, that, that uh, is responsible for their taxes. Um, we, the Department of Justice certainly. Um, is my un- understanding of, of how mm-hmm. things work over there from, from my days a while back um, as, a, as a prosecutor for the Department of Justice. Um, certainly, somebody will take a look at this. Um, I hope that it gets a really serious look, um, and uh, and that they uh, truly consider um, starting up a criminal investigation. There's there's just enough. Uh, there's enough smoke there uh, that somebody should be figuring out whether there's a fire. There should um, be.
1: Yeah, there sure as hell should be. And it's kind of remarkable that there's there has not been more coverage uh, on this and, frankly, so many other stories concerning Trump. And I, I know you got to go, Noah, uh, so we don't have time to get into this, but there was four other organizations, you point out, uh, that were on the uh, Trump Foundation's tax tax returns. Uh, listed as receiving donations, but they say they never received any of these donations. Uh, two companies that claimed—well, uh, I guess the the, the Trump uh, Foundation claimed that two companies had given them money, but the companies deny having given any money. I mean, there is so much here uh, to—, to to dig into, it is remarkable that uh, this would disqualify anyone else, but uh, with Trump, it's just uh, d- another day. Um Do you typically hear back? Uh, last question before I let you go, Noah. Uh, do, do you typically hear back from the Department of Justice in response to these sorts of complaints, with uh, you know some reply, or do they just take action or not as they uh, as they see fit? And does the timeline leading up now to the, uh, I mean, we're two months away from the presidential election. Uh, how does that play into into all of this in the meantime?
0: Uh, generally, the Justice Department will, Simply act or not act. Um, I, I don't expect that. Uh, often we get an acknowledgement that you know that they mm-hmm. they got our complaint. They're gonna they're going to review it. Uh, we generally don't get uh, a, a more substantive answer than that. We just uh, see what they do. Um, even if they do a serious investigation, uh, and 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 I hope I really hope that they will. Um, it's very unlikely that uh, that's going to resolve itself in the next. Uh, 60 days or less. Um, but, and, and it's a shame because I think there are really, really important questions that need to be answered here. Um, and, and that's why, uh, along with, uh, the authorities needing to dig into it, um, hopefully, uh, journalists will keep on really digging and, mm-hmm. and seeing what they can find. We're certainly going to be digging into everything that's public that we can get our hands on and trying to get as much information, um, uh... as as we possibly can Um but uh... you know we we think it's most important that uh... this be investigated and it should be investigated uh... fully and uh... you know whenever that happens Uh, That's going to be important.
1: It is uh, to the American electorate, uh, frankly, uh, before or after the election. This will still matter. uh, Well, particularly if Donald Trump wins, but it will still matter either way. Pam Bondi uh, needs to be looked at. There's a lot more here, a lot more money that was given by Trump and his, uh, his daughter, Ivanka. Uh, to the Republicans in Florida around all of this time. A lot of smoke. We'll see how much uh, fire turns out to be there. And uh, Noah Bookbinder, hope you'll uh, come back and join us uh, as the story moves ahead. Uh, Noah Bookbinder, executive director of the Citizens for Responsibility and Ethics in Washington. You can check out their work at citizensforethics.org and on the Twitters at crew. crew. And you can also uh, try to bribe Noah Bookbinder on Twitter at Noah Bookbinder. Noah, greatly appreciate you joining us. Hope, uh, Hope we get to talk to you again soon in the future.
0: That would be great. Thanks so much.
1: Thank you, brother. Okay, we'll take a quick break and we'll come back, I know, as usual, running late. Uh, maybe some of your calls, if I can fit them in, at 818-985-5735 on this topic. Desi Doyen will be joining us as well for the Green News Report and an update on the basket of deplorables. Uh, all of that, we're going to try to fit it all in. I'm Brad Friedman, and this is your broadcast. <laughs> We will be melting for Desi Doyen very momentarily, uh, very quickly. I need to do a follow-up on uh, yesterday. We, we uh, discussed uh, the the basket of deplorables, which Hillary Clinton correctly described as about half. Uh, actually, I, I believe she lowballed balled it uh, as far as uh, uh, Trump's uh, supporters go. We went through a whole bunch of a series of hate crimes, one after another, That have uh, come about over the last few days, uh, many of them from Trump supporters, attacks against Muslims, uh, 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 mosques, and so forth. Uh, Two ladies walking, two Muslim ladies walking uh, their strollers in New York City were attacked by a Trump supporter. Uh, The Associated Press has now made an arrest in the fire at a mosque that was uh, uh, down in Orlando, uh, Florida, where Omar Mateen, the shooter of the The Orlando nightclub uh, shooting a few months ago where he had attended that mosque was set on fire uh, a few days ago after uh, the previous attacks on this mosque and on its uh, worshipers there Uh, as well. We had reported yesterday about uh, this rally in uh, Asheville, North Carolina, this Donald Trump rally where uh, a, a Trump supporter had grabbed Uh, a protester by the neck and then punched him, had actually punched uh, two male uh, uh, protesters at the rally and one female protester. Those protesters were ushered out. The punchers, the Trump supporters, were allowed to stay. Well, now uh, police have arrested uh, one of the uh, supporters who got into a physical altercation. With those protesters inside the rally on Monday in Asheville, North Carolina, there is a warrant out um, for uh, a second supporter. This is kind of amazing. They are trying to arrest, and I don't know if they've they've got him or not yet. But uh, WLOS reported that police hope to arrest Richard Campbell of Edisto Island, South Carolina, for assault on a female. This took place outside of the uh, North Carolina. Uh, 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 a rally on Monday, <laughs> the, 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 the assault was a female 69-year-old uh, woman by the name of Shirley Teeter. She has protested her whole life, she said. Now she adds Donald Trump's campaign to the list of things she's protesting against. Uh, after the rally, Teeter experienced something she said she's never experienced in all of her protests. She said uh, to one of the uh, supporters there, she said, I, 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 you better learn to speak Russian. And I said, the first two words are going to be ha ha. And then this protester stopped in his tracks and turned around and cold cocked her, just punched her in the face, knocked her out. She says she fell. Get this on her oxygen tank.
2: Yeah, he this guy punched a little old lady with an oxygen, oxygen tank. tank.
1: Yeah. And knocked her out. Uh, she later, uh, after the interview, uh, Teeter called News 13 to add one more uh, thing. She had a question. She said she, she wanted to ask if, if News 13 thought that uh, if people find a Trump supporter punching her in the face is deplorable or not. <laughs> I'd kind of say yes, it is. Yeah. Maybe that's just me. Uh, it, <laughs> man. Okay. So much to get to. It will have to be, we'll have to continue on tomorrow's delightful broadcast. We'll set
2: aside the basket of deplorables for a moment.
1: Yes, uh, we'll set aside the basket of deplorables. And again, we always know we're in trouble when we turn to Desi Doyen for good news (laughs) with the Green News Report. But I think that's where we are. Uh, There is some good news, particularly for uh, foes of fracking out here in California. So let's get to it. Our latest Green News Report.
0: We knew all along that the the deck was stacked against us, but we had to do something.
2: The Obama administration steps in to support the Standing Rock Sioux tribe and halt the Dakota Access Pipeline. The
1: carbon titans, the carbon cronies are now mobilizing to protect their market share and to protect their profits.
2: Why the oil industry is pushing for more pipelines. Judge rules against plan to open a million acres of public lands to fracking in California. Alabama has an unfinished nuclear plant for sale, real cheap. Plus, here we go again. August 2016 breaks the record. Ties for hottest month ever recorded in human history.
1: All of that unfinished business and more straight ahead. From Bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And
2: I'm Desi Doyen.
1: Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. We could make energy-burning prime rib if we wanted to. Well, why would we choose the most expensive product that there is? Because it's delicious. This is your Green News Report. I'm
2: gonna soak up the sun.
1: Okay, Desi Doyen, a lot of drama over the past week or two up in North Dakota. Last Friday... I think we had the most drama yet.
2: Yes, it was an extraordinary twist in the Standing Rock Sioux Tribe's lawsuit to halt construction of the Dakota Access Pipeline that threatens their sacred sites and water supplies. Within minutes after a federal judge denied the tribe's request for an injunction, the Obama administration Justice Department issued a joint statement with the Interior Department and the Army temporarily halting construction of the pipeline on federal lands pending a new review and asking the company to voluntarily halt construction within 20 miles of the disputed area and calling for an examination of the permitting process on tribal lands. On MSNBC, Jane Klebe of Bold Nebraska went even further, noting that the oil industry is also abusing eminent domain for private profit. There is national reform that's needed on eminent domain for private gain. We have big oil corporations that essentially are ignoring not only the sovereign rights of our native brothers and sisters, but are ignoring the property rights of farmers and ranchers. And so we have pipelines going in that aren't even for American energy independence anymore. They're essentially all for the export funny
1: thing you know about that eminent domain republicans are really really angry about it they hate it unless it has to do with oil pipelines then they seem to be fine with it
2: and in a message of support to the standing rock sioux tribe robert f kennedy jr president of waterkeeper alliance said a key reason for these efforts to accelerate huge fossil fuel projects like the dakota access pipeline is an attempt by the oil industry to lock in fossil fuel use for decades to come at the expense of renewable energy infrastructure. The
1: carbon industry is scrambling as fast as it can to put more and more infrastructure on the books. And that's why over the past 10 years in this country, there's been 16,000 miles of gas and oil pipelines constructed and only 600
0: miles of transmission lines. Why? Because transmission is the media for renewable energy.
1: Kennedy points out that right now the cost of uh, renewables like wind and solar is almost at exact parity with oil and coal. And so that's what they have to do. They got to lock in these pipelines so they can then make the argument for years and years hey, let the oil flow. We have to pay off our investment. It's kind of obscene.
2: Exactly. Meanwhile, in California, a federal judge ruled against the Federal Bureau of Land Management on a plan to open up more than a million acres of public lands in Central California to more drilling and fracking.
1: Speaking of obscene...
2: In a lawsuit brought by earthjustice.org, the judge ruled that the Bureau of Land Management failed to analyze the risks of fracking and other dangerous oil and gas extraction techniques, citing potential threats to endangered wildlife and water supplies amid an historic drought. NASA has announced that August 2016 was not only the hottest August of all Augusts ever recorded since record-keeping began in the 1800s, but also ties last month, July 2016, for the absolute warmest month ever measured of any month oh, in human man, history. Man. Meteorologist Eric Holdhouse notes that this new tie for the warmest absolute monthly global temperature record is extra disturbing because there is no more El Nino weather pattern to blame for goosing global temperatures. Wow.
1: And all they could talk about in the presidential campaign is uh, baskets of deplorables? Really?
2: Costa Rica has announced it's been operating on 100% renewable electricity now for two straight months. That's 80 days and counting without burning any fossil fuels to generate electricity, putting it on track to match or beat its record last year of 150 total days running just on clean renewable energy.
1: Yeah, but have they tried burning prime rib?
2: Finally, in Alabama, you can now buy an unfinished nuclear power plant with two reactors, waterfront acreage, and plenty of parking. For a. <laughs> (laughs) bargain basement price of just $37 million. The Tennessee Valley Authority is trying to unload the unfinished plant after spending more than 40 years and $5 billion on it.
1: Decades and decades of scammery. For much more on all of those stories and the ones we couldn't get to, check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. Find us and follow us on the Facebooks and the Twitters at Green News Report. I'm Brad Friedman, and I'm Desi Doyne, and this has been your Green News Report. Got the power. So much scammery, so little time. Uh, okay, we got just a minute. Do I have? Can I get? I wanted to get to calls today. Let me let me get to one really quickly here. Brian in Calabasas. Hey, Brian, welcome to the broadcast. What's on your mind, sir?
0: Yeah, I had a general question about uh, the Trump um, donation to Florida. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my question is this. Various jurisdictions were looking into the, the uh, potential problems with, Florida, with uh, Trump University. Right? Do we know why it is he selected Florida as uh, a choice to try to get them to back down from uh, in investigating the allegations further, as opposed to some other jurisdictions, or was his university doing something in Florida that was unique or different than you know, what was happening in other jurisdictions?
1: Well, actually, no. We, we don't know that, and we don't know there were other jurisdictions as well. That uh, and it was one of the questions that I had hoped to get to with uh, Noah uh, Bookbinder uh, to find out what came of those other. Uh, jurisdictions where uh, he was also may have given money and the other AGs who were interested in uh, potentially joining Eric Schneiderman's lawsuit and by the way Eric Schneiderman has also said now he is looking into as I understand it uh, the, the the criminal complaints the criminal element of this he had been just looking at the the civil fraud case in Trump University. Uh, But he has picked up on what uh, on what crew has been uh, reporting and trying to trying to get people to uh, pay attention to. So, no, we don't yet know there are all of these questions about this case and about Florida and about Pam Bondi and about all of the other attorneys general. And uh, short of really the Washington Post, who has done a great job here, uh, New York Times doesn't seem to give a damn about it. It's just amazing to me. Say what you like about Hillary Clinton, but I cannot imagine a case would be ignored like this if we had this kind of evidence against Hillary Clinton.
0: Oh, I agree
1: completely. All right, Brian, thank you very much. I greatly thank appreciate you. the call, and uh, I greatly appreciate everyone else out there. I know I got to get out, uh, or couldn't get to our friend Morris today. Uh, next time, Mo. Uh, my thanks to our producer, Desi Doyen, to our board operator, G. To my guest today, Noah Bookbinder of CitizensforEthics.org. Just a great group. A great group. We have been uh, leaning on their coverage and their reporting for a decade now. I am so happy to see that they are still at it. My thanks also to you for spending a portion of your day or night with us. If you missed any portion of today's Bradcast, you can download it for free at bradblog.com, over at iTunes, over at kpfk.org. And you can reach me on the Facebooks and the Twitters. I am the Brad Blog there, and you can drop me an email as well. Bradcast at Bradblog.com. All right, that's it. We'll be back with you again tomorrow. I hope you will join me. Until then, I'm Brad Friedman. Good luck, world.